Siddur Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family in memory of Joseph Saka. We've been uh, continuing our introduction of the Amida. We spoke about the three steps forward that correspond with the three Vayigash, the individuals who stood up and spoke out. We think of them Avram, Yehuda, and Eliyahu when we take our three steps. We spoke about standing with our feet together and paralleling the Malachim, the angels, that we have nowhere else we want to go, we can go, we should go, our entire body, our entire essence is all focused on this conversation, the privilege of the audience with the Almighty to talk to Him. That is our entire focus, so we stand with our feet together. We mentioned now the Yishuk continues with the posture that a person is supposed to have, which is not only a dry halacha, it's not only a dry technical law, but each of these calisthenics and postures are also reflective of a mindfulness, of a kavana, of something we're supposed to think about that will prepare us and position us to best have this conversation with Hashem. So the Shulchan Aruch and Simit Tzadihei continues, A person should, when they're saying the Amida, their head should be bowed somewhat, so their eyes are facing down. It's a haughty, arrogant person who walks around with their nose high in the air. A person keeps their chin up and out. But a person who's humble and modest, a person who feels that they are dependent, and they need someone else, they stand with their head down, they're looking down towards the ground. So the Shulchan Aruch, based on Chazal, tell us that that is the posture we're meant to have. When we stand before Hashem, we don't do it arrogantly. We don't do it confidently. We don't do it as if we're doing Him a favor by talking to Him. We do it with a sense of the privilege. We do it with a sense of the humility of what it means to have an audience together in that moment with Hashem. This is the understanding of the Gemara and Sukkah that tells us there are three things there are three behaviors a person can do that causes Hashem to evaluate because Baruch Hu judges that individual. One of them is if you walk underneath a crooked, a shaky ladder. If you so confidently cocky walk under a crooked ladder, a shaky ladder, you're so confident it won't fall on you, so confident you deserve for nothing to happen, Hashem says, give me his file. Let me see exactly what he's deserving of. Gemara says a second thing, a person who is most there on a friend, person who tries to turn someone else in, exact justice on someone else, judgment on someone else. Hashem says, you're in such a position? You think that you're so secure? Get me his file. Get me her file. Let me see how they're doing. The third thing the Gemara says somewhat cryptically is, Iyun tefillah. Iyun tefillah. What is Iyun tefillah? What's the problem with Iyun tefillah? It's machlokas, rashi, tosas, not for now, but the understanding of the Rishonim is, Iyun tefillah means overconfidence in davening. Somebody who davens and says, you know, I nailed that Shmona Esrei. I had Kavana from the beginning to the end. I did my bows perfectly. I focused every word. I had a killer Shmona Esrei. And now I know Hashem is going to answer me. Now I know He's going to come through for whatever I asked for. So the understanding of Gemara says, you walk away overconfidently from davening, so sure and secure that Hashem is going to answer you? Hashem says, get me His file. Get me your file. Let me see if they're in fact worthy. What's the problem? If you had a great davening, what's the problem? What's the problem? If you're confident, if you're proud, you concentrate at every word, you feel good about it, you feel heard by Hashem, isn't that a goal of davening? The answer is it's exactly the antithesis of the Amidah. The whole idea of the Amidah is that we stand up and we stand before Hashem and we say, Hashem, as confident as I am out there in the world, as much as as much effort I put in, as much initiative as I take, as much as I live and work as if it all depends on me, I stand before you knowing that it all depends on you. That as hard as I work, success is entirely up to you. 
whether things work out, whether I have my health, whether I have success, it all is you. So the core of davening, essential to davening, is humility, is modesty, is the recognition I'm not independent, but we are entirely dependent on Hashem. So if an individual feels iun tefillah, person says, you know, as long as I daven well, concentrate every word, pronounce it right, bow at the waist, I do everything right, then I'm going to be heard. Are you really deferring and submitting to Hashem? Or do you arrogantly think you're in control? Hashem is just your pawn, he's your puppet. You're using him to get what you want. But really, as long as you come through and daven your best, you'll get what you want. That's arrogant. Tefillah doesn't work for arrogance. Davening, Hashem doesn't come through to the person who feels independent, not dependent. Put differently, the Amida, Shemona Esrei, davening, are an exercise in humility. We take those three steps forward and we say, as much as when I was three steps back, as much as when I was out there in the world, I killed it. It was my initiative, it was my ingenuity, it was my creativity, it was my work ethic, it was my vision. But the moment I take those three steps forward and we stand before Hashem, we say, Hashem, I'm nothing. I submit and surrender to you. I'm entirely dependent on you. And now I'm going to go through 13 things, 13 universal needs of humanity, of man, that I know we all need you. And even tefillah, arrogance, is exactly the opposite. And that's why the Shulchan Aruch says, you bend your head slightly and your eyes face the ground. So one should look down. Then the Machaber continues, You stand with your head down, your feet together, your right hand over your left hand, should be a sense of awe and reverence. It's not a casual conversation with Hashem. Your posture should not be hanging out, loosey-goosey, casual, dressed casually, a casual posture. You're not just talking to a friend on the corner. This is an audience with the Almighty. You're in the heavenly Oval Office, Lahavdil. You have an audience to talk to Hashem about everything that we need, and our very posture should reflect that. There can't be any room for arrogance. The Mishnah continues, and the Mishnah says, quoting from the Arizal, that the proper posture for the Amidah is to stand, obviously our feet together, right hand over the left hand over one's heart, with your head down. That's the posture. Looking down, like your eyes to be closed, alternatively looking in the sitter, following along, if one's eyes are open, Standing still, we spoke about last night, Shlach Kodosh said, a king would throw you out if you start to gesticulate in front of him, if you start to shuckle in front of them. Although there is the Minna, the Ramah quoted, that sometimes we daven with uh, putting our entire body, our entire being into it. Minna is also quoted by the Maria Buav that at least in uh, Arab lands, people would stand in front of someone of power with their hands behind their back. When you stand with your hands behind your back, what you say essentially is, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless. I don't have use of my hands. I entirely defer and submit to you. Others reject that posture. The Kubalim, earlier this year I was at the Kotel davening that way. Somebody, unsolicited, decided to tell me that that's an incorrect way to daven. Hashem won't listen if your hands are behind your back holding them when you, when you daven. So, okay. Obviously I'm familiar with the Mari Abu Hav, which apparently I'm a chassid of. But there are alternative ways to daven. The Mishnah Buddha says that everything is totally in the Minagamakam. Depends where you live and what's normal, how you would carry yourself in front of a position of power, but the attitude, the mentality, our posture should reflect the awe and the reverence with which we're meant to approach this conversation.